0: Welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of the Nordic Art Agency podcast, a podcast connecting emerging and established international artists and art influences from around the globe. I'm your host Juliet, a British expat, art historian and gallerist based in Sweden. I've been on an extended hiatus over the past months, planning a diverse lineup of guests to feature on the podcast. So I hope this second season continues to inspire and inform. There has been a tremendous shift in the art world over the past 12 months as we continue to respond to the restrictions that the pandemic has put in place. Art galleries and art fairs continue to be closed or postponed all over the world. Galleries and artists are longing to fling open the doors, pop the champagne and have a packed fernissage with fresh artworks on the walls the artists actually present in the gallery and enjoy some good old human conversation and interaction. The global recoil over the last 12 months has created a brilliant exploration into the development of virtual gallery tours, online exhibitions and virtual artist interviews. But there is fatigue in the industry and an overriding feeling that the experience of viewing art, visiting a gallery or public space is deeply missed. Being fully immersed in art is a spiritual, emotional and physically moving experience and I, for one, cannot wait for the world to be reset so once again we can experience life and the pleasures of viewing and discovering art beyond the screens. During this period of change, the NFT crypto art buying phenomena has reshaped the digital art world and the recent nifty gateway heist has created an entirely new kind of art theft. We're going to be getting into this subject and many more in the new podcast series. So the Nordic Art Agency podcast was designed to connect and explore the artists we represent at the agency through conversation and to reach out to those in the art world who I admire so I can share their experiences and aspects of the industry. So I'm thrilled to be back with season two and to introduce more artists and art influencers to you. This week, we're joining painter, illustrator, and filmmaker Martha La who is Catalonian and based in Barcelona. Martha's painting moved me from the moment I read a blog online featuring a series of images she had created based on Choreoscope, the International Dance Film Festival of Barcelona. The dynamic images in mixed media of dancers were filled with emotion and beautifully constructed narratives. I hopped in a plane to Barcelona as you did way back then in 2017, and visited Martha, spent time together in her wonderful light and airy studio downtown. And then we rode bicycles through the city, ate lunch in the Barcelona sunshine, and talked about her life as a painter and her work at the Universitat de Belles Arts de Barcelona as a professor of drawing. I'm honoured to have represented Martha's painting exclusively in Scandinavia. And I'm delighted that she has finally agreed to be a guest on the podcast. So, warm welcome, Martha Lafrenta, to the Nordic Arts Agency podcast.
1: Good morning, Juliet. Thank you very much for having invited me on the podcast and being able to have a conversation even from so many kilometers away. And also, thank you very much for this very warm introduction. Uh, for me, it was uh, great luck to meet you and see uh, how the gallery has been growing uh, these years that we are having that collaboration together.
0: Thank you, Martha, and it's been a pleasure to work with you and I'm also delighted that you are doing the podcast in English. as I know it, it's it's stressful, so thank you. Yes. How, how is life for you in Barcelona right now?
1: Well, um, it's not being easy at all. In recent months I have noticed uh, a very pronounced general discouragement. People here is, well, here in all over the world are very tired in so many ways. I think life cannot be simple to go um to work and go straight home again and then start over the next day in the same way. So we are really fed up with covid and we want to go back to like 2 years ago. We are tired, very tired.
0: Barcelona has had, the confinement was really hard, especially last year. And I I spoke to Chelsea Devine on one of the podcasts and she described sneaking off to her studio um, and trying to kind of work in half light to avoid being caught. And I think it all sounded mentally difficult. The podcast today, I wanted to explore your work and how I came to find you and what initially drew me to your work. I really felt compelled to reach out to you after seeing the images in the original blog, as I instantly connected to the life and energy and joy that resonates in all your painting. There is a thread which flows through your compositions, whether they are relating to childhood, family relationships, or capturing a moment in time, which to me are are very visceral and emotive. What's the process when beginning a composition? Your work to me, Martha, feels very instinctive, Are you a spontaneous painter, or is there a great deal of preparation behind each work?
1: My work shows a process in constant constant construction and development. It is informed by antagonist concepts such as uh, the project and intuition, study and improvisation, and documentation and mystery converging. I erase and then I recreate all the time. I paint over existing works and repaint. I don't throw anything away. I make all the time mistakes um, and let them be seen. This is a part of my creative state. I understand um, drawing as a metaphor for thought. Uh, I think drawing is an act that doesn't have an end and uh, it is always subject to corrections Transcriptions, modifications, transformation. So um, I work like a little bit like this. It's not. Um, I don't think everything, but it's like um, I don't have a, a preparation. It's sometimes it's very spontaneous.
0: I've seen some of the works that you've sent to me, and I've exhibited and and sold on the backs of the works. Often, as you describe, there are uh, previous works that you've begun, and then obviously you've reused. The board and you've tried a new, a new version in a way on the other side. And I always find that fascinating to see the story in a way behind your process. You can see it visibly in the raw material. And I've pointed it out to some of my clients. It opens up another level of understanding about how you approach your work and your style derives very much from traditional methods, but you have established a mixed media technique employing charcoal, acrylic, pencil, ink basically any material you can find you have in your studio and you sometimes use serigraph for figurative elements or faces how does your use of material inform your work Martha?
1: i always work from and with photography which is a starting point of reference that display my poetic vision it is almost always about some moment in my day to day some memory It serves as a transformation, taking the image uh, to its own space, and I try to approach like the mystery of painting. In some cases, I use serigraph, intervening on paper with classic drawing tools. It begins the important role, which leads to experimentation on various printing supports, such as fabrics, cardboard, plastic collage, Uh, anything I I have in my studio. So I seek to confront like the trivial mechanical reproduction of the media with elements of drawing and painting, looking for these parallels between traditional methods and modern expressive instruments.
0: And that is that instinctive feeling that that technique gives, you feel very instantaneously when you view your work and as you say the the compositions are painted from memory um, but also as you mentioned they're inspired by photographs so you're recalling a certain moment but the poetic aspect of your work is as though you're somehow retelling the narrative in a slightly muted or softened reality and aspects are reduced or left out altogether and for me often it feels as though you're almost allowing the audience to enjoy the moment that you recreate in detail and then the rest of the narrative is completed by us and we can explore it as we refer to it in our own personal experience. A high level of detail can then be found in places and then there are larger spaces left empty or filled only with generous gestural strokes in paint or in crayon. And the absent aspects, there are obviously choices, Martha, which you've made consciously how do you view these compositional aspects of your practice?
1: In my paintings, I attend to talk about childhood, about our memories, even, even considering those are not longer remembered. Even if they are forgotten or lost, you dream over and over again with those moments, imagining them with precision every day. So I think the stain or mistake And the gesture is a very, very important aspect in my process. Sometimes I try to do out of it, but it is really hard for me. It may be that there is something poetic in the way that characters with delicate lines sometimes coexist with the strength of the gesture, with the rhythm, with the musicality in the visual elements. The traces of the lines of the material sustains the superimposed dy- dynamic lines, the overlapping of forms in which previous moments appears and generating dynamics in the scenes, duplication of lines, superposing fragments of the body with a slight variation of the times, distorting, unfolding, repeating, uh, I play with a procedure of trial and error, uh, experimenting, ob- observing how different materials create dialogue. Well, for for me, it's drawing becomes, becomes a different adventure where sometimes change plays uh, a role as important as it is rewarding, even disappointing in some cases.
0: And that aspect of drawing, I think, even when you're using other materials, you certainly feel that your use of line and that spontaneity and also the use, as you say, of, a, of a, a stain or a mistake and how you bring that into the work and you're not erasing it, but you're embracing it. I think that fluidity in your painting is something which gives it the natural emotion. From, from my perspective, all the figures in your paintings, they feel very relatable and genuine and natural. I never feel as though the poses are pretentious or uncomfortable. The, the players appear to be unaware that they are being documented and observed. And you're simply retelling that specific moment in life in a humble and unobtrusive manner, which I think is really beautiful, Martha. And a lot of people who have viewed your work, it's it's those small, quiet conversations, particularly I'm thinking about the wonderful swimming lesson images that you create with the small children and you can feel the anxiety of jumping into the water or the unknown in many cases if they're not great swimmers and you really capture that moment and this big expanse that surrounds the figures uh, often in the in the paintings and that deep human connection in the small world series as well which we exhibited i think 2 years ago in the gallery you you captured beautifully and in obviously the series of seascapes with the bathers and as i mentioned the children's swimming lessons this for me is definitely the success of the compositions being simply observed and they don't appear to be making a direct connection with the audience or creating a direct narrative that you are fully telling. How important is the figurative aspect to your work?
1: In my, in my paintings, I always try to go to that intense poetic force uh, where the theme resolves around the individual and the way in which he or she becomes aware of their Existence. I do not pretend to capture a fleeting moment, but uh, rather than my work resolves around absence and memory. The chosen scenes almost always show uh, silent and absent uh, characters. They are astonished witnesses of this world, of the hours and days. I think it's that for that reason, um, even... They provide of magical elements. They possess the magic of stop time. And I try to confront a silence, immobility about the human condition.
0: And you obviously have a huge experience of exhibiting your work. And I know that you initially began exhibiting in Bologna in 1999. And you've continued to exhibit your painting successfully internationally for over 20 years now. However, you also have a tremendous passion and talent for animation. And when we met initially in Barcelona and I visited you in your studio, I didn't expect to see, but we viewed your short animation film, Deep, which is approximately one and a half minutes long. And to me, it was absolutely breathtaking. You created a series of sketches and paintings in mixed media with narration by Lena Cohen, taken from the film Beautiful Losers, And you directed the short film in collaboration with your partner, which has won and been nominated for many awards. So I was really surprised, Martha, to see your work and your technique being used in that format. And I also adore the short film La Boite*, which you created in 2015. It's a superb 50 second sequence of dancers, which is sublime. And I will put a link in the show notes to the Nordic Arts Agency Vimeo account, where you can view both these short films by Martha. They really are exquisite. And you're currently working on a new animation project, which looks incredible. What's the motivation behind um, the animation projects, Martha?
1: Initially, from the Laboad project, I made experimental animations. Um, These work featured dance and maybe sensuality. The best thing about this project was working, as you say, with my partner. And for me, the greatest satisfaction was to see my drawings in motion. So, La Boite was a kind, like, uh, an experiment in which we really enjoyed the process. La Boite has no many frames; it only has two hundred and seventeen, where there were like a thousand and three hundred and 40 when we create the other project, that deep project, both having a similar time, a little more than a minute, but the movement in La Boite is slower, and I think that is what gives the figure him uh, the most poetry. It can be said that it begins as a test, a rotoscopy exercise in which um, it is a technique that consists of drawing each frame of the animation on an original support. So uh, the sequence of movement, expressions, uh, light, shadows, and proportional typical of the filming are transmitted to the drawing. With Deep, uh, we were selected in several uh, contemporary animation festivals and even received an award, the special prize animated video dance from the Fever uh, 2016 award. Later came other animation projects. We are working on a new one. But the most most of them were exhibited in Berlin and United States, in in France. But the most important for me and special uh, was Deep, uh, which we did um, as always with Cote Alcaide. He's the he's from Belberto Productions. We we usually work together when we won't Uh, and need to do a special and experimental project. We get along uh, very well together. Uh, So Deep arises from the poem by Leonard Cohen, as you mentioned, but the bottom line, its real message uh, arises from a poem by my son Arturo. Uh, That's why it's so so important for me. He wrote that poem when when he was eight years old, after a conversation about the meaning of death. As a result of the death of my father a few months before. And all this conversation and all this mutated into a visual poetry that takes us through a small journey that takes its protagonist metaphorically on a journey the seconds before his death. So the poem is, um, for me, it's very, very special. It took me about uh, like a month. Maybe a little bit more to finish, a uh, thousand and three hundred and fifteen French for deep, but it was so great to see the result of this drawing that it, w- it was very very special to to saw them in motion. We are uh, very happy because Leonard Cohen gave us a permission, personal permission through his agent, to use his narration and be able to publish this. Um, to publish uh, Deep, this little uh, visual poem, uh, a few weeks before his death.
0: I didn't know about your son actually mm-hmm. writing the poem. That makes so much sense to me, Martha, because the work feels incredibly personal. But the journey as well, I'm just going to just describe it. So it's, it's a, a swimmer or a diver. And it's a very simple motif in that they're just he's just surfacing through the water. And it's his body in motion, diving down and so the idea of it being a metaphorical journey rather than just a swimmer, I can totally understand why I felt so more moved from it because it becomes this otherworldly feeling, the journey of this swimmer. I actually have in the gallery a series of the sketches that you created for Deep. I'm actually going to exhibit them in April. Uh, so if anybody's interested in coming to look at them, they are really quite exquisite and very delicate. And the idea that you created so many frames for this, it must have been quite an emotional journey, I imagine, for you as an artist to repeat the sentiment in each of these illustrations. You're also writing a thesis for your doctorate, which in some ways I think when I'm hearing you talking about the rotoscopy method and almost returning to quite a kind of simplistic form of creating animation. Your thesis is quite in line with that practice. You're discussing the processes and alternations in contemporary drawing and the hybridization of new technologies with the inheritance of author's drawing. So essentially you're asking or you're raising the statement that without modern technique, there can be no modern art. When I consider your painting, or perhaps the images that you created for Deep, I find little of technology in your process, possibly more in your animation, but still, for me, it seems quite limited. How did you select the title of your thesis, and what is your instinctive response?
1: The, the title is uh, Contamination of the Photographic Images Through Pictorial Intervention. The, the study aims to analyze the emergence and the impact of the technological tools implemented from the beginning of the 60s in the fields of the new realities of contemporary drawing. Interconnection between analog and digital open new possibilities and in turn establish Uh, new limits with the purpose of um, discovering and developing new graphic styles. In this way, um, I want to close the cycle between my work as a drawing professor at the University of Fine Arts and my personal project, my work, in which hybridation with new digital technologies has always been present.
0: As we advance in technology, we make choices or you make choices as artists, whether or not you embrace those technologies or you continue to use traditional methods. I I suppose there's evolution in your work continuously. For me, your DNA or your, your heart remains in drawing and allowing the drawing to dominate your practice.
1: Yes, it is very difficult for me to talk about my work. I find it very difficult to put it into words. The expression of art is, above all, uh, found in emotion and feeling. These values need to be fostered to create a dynamic uh, expression. For the artist, uh, it is the reader who completes the work and understands it. Um, as a musician interprets a classic work with greater or lesser success, or as a visual artist allows the meaning to be seen and not evidenced so uh, that the viewer can enjoy the artistic experience.
0: Thank you so much, Martha, for joining me on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to hear about your work and I, I understand fully how it's difficult to express it possibly in your own language and even more complex to express it in English.
1: Sorry, sorry about my English, it's so bad.
0: <laughs> no, better than my Swedish. And I wish that wasn't the case, but it's true. And I know how complex talking about art is, especially when it's tied up with so many emotional constructs. And I'm also delighted that I'm receiving this week, I think, a new collection of paintings, which I'll be exhibiting in the gallery by you, and they are exquisite, so thank you very much, Martha, once again. Delightful having you on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Juliette. It was a pleasure for me too.
0: In the podcast show notes, I should be including links to the Instagram of Martha Le Fouinter and to our Vimeo channel, where you can view the short films we have discussed, La Boite and The Stunning Deep. You can view a selection of available paintings by Martha over on her artist page, which you can find on our website, and I will also include a link to that as well. Thank you for joining me, and next time I shall be in conversation with art historians Alexander Fry and Alexander Hurlick, who are the co-hosts of the brilliant podden, a Swedish podcast about art history. Until then, goodbye.